What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. Welcome back, ladies, to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are in the final episode of season three. Yes. So yes. glad we made it. We made it. Season yes. three, mm-hmm. the last uh, episode of On Mission, on the On Mission series. Yes. And I am so excited, Leah, for yeah. this actual uh, episode today because we actually get to hear mm-hmm. from women, everyday women who are living on, on mission, mission right now. in their everyday lives mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. so, yeah, let's just jump in because we've got a lot to share today. So, yeah, I'm excited. So this is going to be, um, you're going to hear just straight from these women. Um, and we're just going to tell you who these women are that you'll be hearing from today. We have Joy Brewington uh, on the podcast sharing, and she is a wife and mother of seven beautiful children in the D.C. Maryland area. She serves faithfully in her family and in her local church. Yeah, and then we've got Yodit Kaifel, and Yodit um, is uh, in the California area. She's the founder and visionary of many organizations and ministries, but particularly um, called to the ones uh, within ministry and word melody. She and her husband co-host the podcast, Everything Under the Sun. And then we have Patricia Nyamba, who is the Director of Leader and Community Development at Building Hope in the City here in Cleveland, Ohio. She is a wife and mother of two daughters. And I'm excited because we have my friend, Rebecca Schossberger. Rebecca is the founder and artistic director at Renovare Music, which is a nonprofit organization that brings hope and healing through music to the incarcerated and homeless population. And then finally, Leah, who yes, do we so have? And we also have Dee Dee Tanks, who yes. is the co-church planter of yes. Reach City Church here in the Huff neighborhood of Cleveland. She is a mission-minded wife, mother, social worker, and realtor. And a major boss discipler for the glory of God. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we're going to dig right in. We're going to hear from each of these women about what it means for them to be on mission. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear from Vitru- Patricia, and then Didi, Yodit, and then Joy and Rebecca. Being on mission in my life means living into Jeremiah 29, 11. This verse tells me that God has a plan for me. And you know, when I first heard that scripture many years ago, It laid a foundational understanding in my life that I'm not just out here. I mean, knowing that there is actually a plan flooded me with the peace that there is a roadmap for living my life on purpose. So what living 
on mission means to me includes three points of intentionality, stewardship of purpose, and obedience. Intentionality in what I do inside my home, in the marketplace, and in my personal time, and in ministry. Stewardship of purpose. That means recognizing that to whom many say much, but I'm going to say whom mission is given, right? Much is required. And then obedience to my creator who designed me for such a time as this. So when I'm on mission, I'm following him. And so lastly, I'll say that embracing the fact that being on mission is not just doing. It's something that I have fought for. It's not just doing, doing, doing. It's actually being. And when I'm on mission, I'm not tired and worn out all the time. I'm allowing myself to be present in the moments of my life and to rest in the Lord and enjoy all that he has afforded for me. The Father has gone before me on mission. And that enables me to cast my cares on him and make that divine exchange of my heavy burdens for his joy and freedom, all in the midst of being a vessel for the Lord and whatever purposeful mission he has for my life. Being on mission in my life or living a missional life to me, um, it means embodying like Matthew 28, the Great Commission, right? Going and making disciples, right? Um and that's really important to me to like identify every area of my life that I have a level of influence and intentionally find ways to build authentic relationship with the purpose um, or motivation to share the gospel. And so that's like in my home, right? Like being really intentional and recognizing that my sons and my children um, are my disciples and how understanding that I have a level of influence over their life, how am I pouring into them? How am I living a life in front of them that looks like Jesus? How am I um, sharing the truth of God's word with them in a way that they will understand? Absolutely. But also in the natural rhythms of my life, like in ministry, that's an area of influence. So people that the Lord has allowed me and given me the privilege to shepherd, how am I intentionally pouring into them and intentionally building relationships with them? How am I intentionally discipling them so that they begin to be disciple makers? Right. And, and you know what I mean? Like, like how am I intentional in my family regarding like my siblings or my cousins and all of that? Like how am I using the influence that I have in those areas? Even at my job, like recognizing that God has gifted me the ability to supervise people and to, to have a, a certain amount of people who are my staff. And, and these people have to, whether they want to or not, because of the function of the job weekly, they have to meet with me for, for supervision. So how am I using that time, even if it's only an hour a week, how am I using that time not only to, to journey with them throughout their career or their professionalism but but also journeying with them in their per personal life right so so how am I being very intentional and I and I think a part of being on mission or living a missional life is really being intentional about the areas of influence we have in our lives and using them for good right using them to lead people to Christ using them to spur people along in the faith using them to um disciple people and lead them into sanctification and and all of that good stuff right and and recognizing like acts 1 8 says that um you know we will have the power 
You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit will be the power that we have to go and make disciples. So also recognizing that I can't live on mission by myself. I can't live on mission because the mission that I should be living is kingdom advancement, right? And I can't do that by myself, right? Um, I need the Holy Spirit and I need to lean into and be desperately dependent on the Holy Spirit for that. And so recognizing then that also having a missional life means making sure that I am in tune with the Spirit, making sure that I am consistently reading and, and seeking God's face, making sure that I am working to be in His will and identifying that that the things that I'm doing, are they allowing me to make disciples? Are they allowing me to lean into um, righteousness and holiness or, or are they taking me away from that? So, so also to me being on mission means living with the power of the Holy Spirit and being intentional to advance the kingdom of God with the power of the Holy Spirit. Being on mission in my life means two things for me. First, it means living with an awareness of the truth that my life isn't random. I believe that God has created me not just for purpose, but on purpose. And that main purpose is to give him glory with my life and what I do and what I say, no matter what trials or joys I'm experiencing. The second thing that being on mission means to me is living with intentionality because of that awareness. Living intentionally helps me see people rightly, um, knowing that everyone I come in contact with is an image bearer and I'm to make sure that they see some facet of God's character through their interactions with me. And this intentionality also helps me see time rightly, making sure I'm not wasting it. And then it helps me see what we consider mundane moments with purpose. When I think about a life on mission, I think about the words obedience and surrender. Essentially accepting the mission that he has assigned me surrendering my own mission, my own ideas, my own plans, and really truly following him. What is he calling me to do? Uh, for me, that has meant to be obedient to a call to have a larger family. And in the process of doing that, like a slower paced life, uh, loving well those he's placed in my immediate surroundings. For me, being on mission in my life means to pursue with confidence and faithfulness the vision that God has given me to love people well and bring people together through music. I play the cello. I've played the cello since I was five years old. And for a long time, I've wondered what it could be like to pursue God's kingdom, to pursue shalom and healing and wholeness through music outside of the concert hall or other places that you typically associate with the cello. And so for the last three years, I've been pursuing Renovare Music, which is a nonprofit I started to try and do just that. We teach and perform in a lot of places that wouldn't normally have live music. So places like prisons and homeless shelters and hospitals and in addition, we perform concerts to try to help people who come from a very different life background to hear and understand and grow in their empathy for people who have a very different story from themselves. For instance, we have almost 2 million people in this country who are behind bars, and yet I had never met anyone 
to my knowledge, who had been imprisoned my whole growing up. It wasn't until I was out of grad school that I ever set foot inside a jail or a prison and met a a person who was living that life. And I'm convinced that we are the poorer for being disconnected from one another in these ways, for being siloed into different communities with different experiences and different perspectives. And we need to learn from one another, particularly those of us who come from a place of privilege need to learn from people who have uh, less material possessions, who are disenfranchised, who don't have some of the same privileges that others of us enjoy. So this is the work that Renovare is trying to do, both bringing music places it wouldn't otherwise exist and using music as this bridge, a vehicle to bring people together. And so being on mission means to continue to pursue this vision, even when it's really difficult, even when I'm not sure what the next step is, or I'm discouraged, or I'm tired, and trusting that God has given me this vision, that he was already at work even before I started doing anything, and that I just have to remain faithful as he guides me and shows me what's next each step along the way. Man, what I loved when Patricia just really highlighted the um, the intentionality that it takes to be on mission for her, the yeah. stewardship of her purpose, yeah. and then just that obedience of her being a vessel. Yeah, I think all of these women really highlight, Leah, this intentionality towards you cannot be on mission um, and fulfilling the purposes of God for your life unless you are seeing that it is him who has orchestrated your life Mm -hmm. and that an orchestrated life yields itself to an obedience Mm -hmm. in your life towards his will Mm -hmm. and his plan and his purposes. And so, um, yeah, I, I love so much of how we could hear these just repetition Mm -hmm. of words of obedience of stewardship Mm -hmm. of intentionality of our life is not our own it was bought with a price and so we're called to glorify God in our body like we talked about in the previous Mm -hmm. um, episode so yeah yeah, talk to us about what we're going to hear in what are some of the distractions that women face with being on mission yes so we will hear from Rebecca enjoy um, about the distractions that they deal with in the face of um, of being on mission. And then we'll also hear from Patricia mm-hmm. and um, some of Patricia's distractions as she is a director of a huge organization mm-hmm. um, in our city here in Cleveland, Ohio. So let's let's hear what they have to say and listen in on that. There are two primary distractions that tempt me to lose sight of living my life on mission, and those are comparing myself to others and living with the expectations that other people place on my life, whether that's my family, my colleagues, or just the society in general. I'm in my late 20s, and it seems like everywhere I look, my friends are getting married, having babies, buying a house or pursuing a very clear and well-defined career path. And none of those things are true for me. 
So it can be discouraging sometimes when I see that and I wonder, did I make a mistake somewhere? Is something wrong with me? Why doesn't my life look like anyone else's life that I know? And then the other aspect is the expectations of others, whether it's a well-intentioned question about when I plan to get a, quote, real job, or why I have a totally non-existent love life, it can be difficult to know how to respond to those expectations that people have. And in both of those cases, comparing myself and responding to those expectations, I just have to stop and pray and ask God to help me to have faith, to believe that he has good things in store for me, that he has a plan for me that is for my good and his glory, and to not lose sight of the truth that he is a good and loving God, that he's not withholding anything from me, but that he has me exactly where he wants me, doing what he wants me to do, and that he's going to provide everything that I need in every category of my life. It can be difficult, and so I just have to stop over and over and ask God to give me faith, to help me believe, because those temptations can be real sometimes. You know, I was recently thinking about the danger of distractions and how they are these little ways that we tell God, hold on just one minute while I do this really quick. And my kids do this to me all the time. I'll say, hey guys, it's time for bed. Let's go brush our teeth. And they'll say, hold on one minute. Let me just just do this real quick. Uh, And then 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, they're still watching the last snippet of a YouTube video or building a Lego set that they started on. And These are the small ways that their just hold on one second turns into uh, just full-blown disobedience to what I've asked them to do. And I think that that applies completely to the way that I speak to God and the way that I honor what God has assigned me to do in any given day is I'll often say, hold on real quick, God, I'll get to that, but let me just look on social media real quick. Hold on, God, one second, I'll do that, but let me just finish up the dishes. And even though those things aren't sin in and of themselves, they create a disposition in me that is sinful, that tells God that I want to be Lord over my time and not order my steps according to the assignments that He's given me for that day. And they're dangerous because they are difficult to identify as large um, distractions from what he's called you to do, but they are ways that our heart says no to obeying God. And I still am really struggling in this area of my life. My prayer is that the Lord would help me to see how detrimental these little small windows of time that I waste uh, are to the greater assignment that he has put me on. And, you know, I really do grieve thinking about what has been lost already. But, you know, I would desire just to moving forward, um, 
surrender my day, surrender even shorter time blocks to him. Lord, I surrender the next two hours to you uh, to obey what you called me to do today. So distractions that attempt me to lose sight of being on mission are made up of really anything that tries to get me off of looking at Jesus. You know, I often feel like I resonate so much with Peter, who was for however long, by faith, walking on the water, doing his thing. But as soon as the wind began began to pick up and the waves got a bit higher, he took his eyes off of the one who was sustaining him. That could be me when I don't understand things going on around me. You know, especially considering the various dynamics of our world today. I mean, there's wars, there's rumors of wars, so many accounts of love growing cold for one another. You know, I could go on and on regarding what's going on around us. But, you know, I will also add to the distraction of things going on around us, the distraction of fear and feelings of inadequacy. I think those are things that I have to battle face head on. Um, Can I do it? All the random questioning, you know, regarding whatever I'm on mission to do, the discomfort with stepping out. But in the midst of all of this, I put a lot of effort into guarding my atmosphere. You know, I'm not running to the news report or the latest update on social media What I try to do is keep a song of praise on my lips. And I do mean literally. I'm one that walks around singing or keeping a worship song going on in whatever space I'm in. In order to do battle with whatever distractions may come, I endeavor to maintain a real consciousness of God's presence, no matter what I'm doing, and a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And I found that these things really only come with practice and intentionality. Yeah, man, that's so good. I just think about um, just what Patricia highlighted about just not being busy for busyness's sake mm-hmm. and and uh, really leaning into being and to balancing. And that's super real for Patricia. I know personally as she's pursuing her doctorate right now and at the home stretch of that. Yeah. And so that's just a real uh, distraction that I hear her faithfully trying to battle. Yes. She talks about as well, um, distractions are anything that takes your eyes off of God. Those are the distractions. And she was talking about the world. She was talking about her fear. She Mm -hmm. was talking about that inadequacy. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know, for many of our listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in the midst of us knowing what God has called us to, that if we uh, take our eyes off Mm -hmm. of the Lord, it is so easy to find ourselves repeating the narratives of inadequacy and fear Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and then leading into not guarding our heart with all diligence. And so it sort of spirals out. Mm -hmm. I love how she was sort of articulating what happens when we are distracted. and the spiral that can can take place. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What about Rebecca? What are some highlights from Rebecca? I mean, just the comparison is real, right? Like I think of C.S. Lewis who says comparison is the thief of joy, joy. you know, Mm -hmm. and and looking at what everybody else has, where everybody Mm -hmm. else is arriving Mm -hmm. um, and and sort of comparing yourself against others instead of looking towards the goal, right? Yes. 
and yes. uh, you know, forgetting what you see to the left and the right, but really pursuing Christ yeah. and what He has called you to on mission. And yeah. so I hear yeah. that really real in her story of yeah. just being in a season where folks are transitioning to marriage or careers or mm -hmm. having kids or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and really being uh, purposeful and intentional in her mission and her singleness yeah, yeah. and living her life the way that, that God has called her to be on mission. Yeah, I love also that she uh, articulates what it means to be proactive when comparison yeah. comes to steal mm -hmm. um, the joy uh, that God has given her. Mm -hmm. She immediately says, listen, she goes into prayer. Mm -hmm. She reminds herself of the faith Mm -hmm. that is her hope that does not fade and that his plan is good and is best. And so, um, you know, I think that's something that we can all glean, whether we are uh, single, whether we are married, that to be on mission uh, and being a part of this fallen world is that we will be distracted. But what are our proactive ways mm -hmm. of posturing ourselves and pursuing back towards the one who has made us and prayer is essential for her with that essential. yeah 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 so what do you see uh in joy's story yeah i mean man joy talks oh my goodness i felt like i was listening to almost like a tony evans conversation or something or even sister lois like joy just has a lot of tangible practice around um it through storytelling about distractions and she talks about like that hold on one minute while I do this real quick. And I think many of us mm -hmm. can totally relate to uh, that analogy yes. of, Lord, hold on one minute, let me go do this real <laughs> quick. And I mean, I'm sure that she feels that way a lot as she is juggling seven kids, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to be on mission, not just with shepherding her children, mm -hmm. but, you know, as well as stewarding her relationship with the Lord, stewarding um, her her marriage, mm -hmm. you know, uh, walking with women. She's, she's a, a person who is very passionate about walking with women and directly in the ministry of mercy ministry. And so if you are someone who knows about mercy ministry, it is it is long suffering. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that that hold on one minute while I do this real quick is a real tangible challenge for all of us and how to come back and say, Lord, let me be obedient to you mm -hmm. and let me stay faithful to what you have commissioned me to do. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. We asked um, the ladies to talk to us about mm -hmm. what does what are the delights of being on mission? What are some of the disciplines that they tangibly operate in? And um, who are we going to hear from around this um, yes. practically? So as first, we close out? ladies, you're going to hear from Yodit. 
And um, then you'll hear from Rebecca about her delights and disciplines. And then we're going to finish out with um, Dee Dee Tanks, who has just a real powerful story of mm -hmm. um, engaging in the delights and the discipline, particularly in her lane as a co-church planter mm -hmm. in ministry. Mm -hmm. One of the most important spiritual disciplines for me um, to live on mission is being a part of the local church. That's that's where I'm constantly reminded of God's overall purpose for his people. And it's there where I'm given the most opportunities to live missionally, um, to love my neighbors, to serve, and to build God's kingdom. And the greatest delight I've experienced living on mission is realizing that Nothing is ever mundane when living on mission, um, especially when we are living for the Lord. I've, I've been able to see God's hand in and through everything, which I believe keeps me seeking Him and looking for Him through every experience. And another delight is just simply seeing the joy of people who are on the other side of my intentionality, my awareness, and my obedience uh, of the Lord and to the Lord. The discipline that I find most helpful in living my life on mission is practicing Sabbath. It's not something that I grew up with. It's not something that comes naturally to me. And I go through some seasons of being really pretty consistent in practicing Sabbath and other seasons of doing a pretty terrible job of practicing Sabbath. But it's absolutely the discipline that I have found most helpful, that taking a day a week to stop and re refuse the urge to work does so much to reframe the rest of my week to help me remember that God is in control, that God is always working, even when I am not, that I can trust him to be doing that, that I am not God, that I cannot do everything. And it's good for being able to come back to my work the next day or that next week with a fresh energy, a renewed perspective. It's good for the people around me, too. I think I live in a healthier, more balanced, more joyful way when I'm practicing Sabbath. And it's something that is a difficult practice, I think, particularly as the, being a combination of a musician and an entrepreneur. As a musician, your work is never done. You could always do more to refine your craft, to develop your artistry, to learn new music. And similarly, with being an entrepreneur, the founder of a nonprofit, the to-do list simply never ends. There's always more to do, and so much of it rests on my shoulders. If I don't do it, it's just not going to happen. And so the combination of those two things, being a musician and an entrepreneur, is a really tricky one for taking Sabbath, but it's just so, so essential. And in those seasons where I am practicing Sabbath well, it really can be such a delightful experience to take a whole day just to sit in the shade and read a book or to spend time with friends or to go swing dancing, which is my favorite hobby ever. And then one other delight that I'll mention that's not related to the discipline of Sabbath, but is something that has been so, so life-giving for me living on mission 
are the relationships that I've built in unexpected places, specifically with my students at a men's prison. I've learned so much from these men who have such a different life story and experience from me. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to have crossed paths with them through my work and living life on mission. I think when you live on mission and you're intentional, a natural consequence of that is that you will experience and be delighted when you experience people transforming before your eyes, right? Like you will see people like butterflies, right? You think about the transformation that happens with butterflies from the caterpillar to um, the cocoon to the butterfly, right? And you recognize that like, even when God created the caterpillar, the caterpillar was always created and designed to be a butterfly. But it had to go through this process. It had to go through this transformation process to become the butterfly. But from inception, from the foundations of the earth, right? From before they were formed in their mother's room, they were always called to be something else, right? And so the same is true for people that, you know, the, the world has us believing that we aren't butterflies, um, not knowing that there's this transformation that has to take place. And even this point of isolation where we're in a cocoon, you know, to where we figure out how to be desperately dependent on the Holy Spirit as we arrive to become the butterfly, right? To, to live out that purpose, but we were always created to be that thing. And so it's wonderful to experience people as they are transforming, and to be able to be privileged to be a part of that journey. Um, and so one of the, the the greatest things that just recently happened is um, um, I have been walking um, through life with one of my colleagues who, you know, in the last five years has become actually one of my closest friends. Right. And, you know. It started with me being really intentional to build relationship with her at work, right? She was another manager in my department and, and being really intentional to build a relationship, to build a foundation to where we were able to talk about things. And, and we are very, we are not similar in many areas, right? So, so to talk about our dissimilarities or the things that we don't have in common, as well as to discuss the things we have in common, right? But being very intentional. And then I became very intentional to share Christ with her. And then walk through life with her as she was questioning and had confusion about, you know, different things about God and purpose and, and, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And just some of those questions that, that are not uncommon, um, by people. They are questions that a lot of people have regarding the whys of God. You know what I mean? Regarding their own individual hurts or, or why can't, you know, why does God or the word of God say this, but culture say that? And, and why can't I rock with culture? You know, so, so really walking through those questions with her, but also living authentically in front of her, right? Being, being a believer at work, listening to gospel music, you know what I mean? Pointing to Jesus as a way of hope um, in, in, in difficult situations, right? Like doing those things, you know what I mean? Being cautious to hold integrity, even in making decisions and processing out loud with her. Like my flesh wants to, you know, fudge this number, but the integrity I have um, regarding my relationship with God won't allow me to, but processing that and letting her see that process and then inviting her into my life 
And even into our ministry as we, like I said, our church planner. So even inviting her into our ministry so she can see that who I am is who I am in all aspects. I lean into Jesus in all aspects of my life. I am striving to look like him in all aspects of my life. So so in doing that, it's been a privilege. That's what I did. I've done and what God has allowed me to do, but it's been a privilege to see her transform. It's been a privilege to see her move from one space to another space, right? And so it's been a privilege to see her own her relationship with God. It's been a privilege to, to watch her then, you know, start to, to lead certain discipleship groups. And, and the greatest joy that I had a couple of weeks ago, um, we had worship and baptismal service. And it was so dope to be a part of her baptism. It was so dope to, to, to watch her publicly declare turning away from sin and turning to God, right? And so, so the greatest delight that I have in living on mission is, is watching people transform and watching life transformation happen, but really seeing people declare that Satan no longer has them, that the world don't got them no more. Like really seeing people say and declare publicly that they are rocking with God to the ends of the earth, like to the, to the wheels fall off, like what witnessing people make those declarations and then start to live life like they not ashamed of the gospel is the greatest, greatest thing to me. And it, it does, it, 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 it fills my heart with so much delight and just so much gratitude. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that this episode has been enriching and just um, fueling for you mm -hmm. as it was for us to just really listen and hear mm -hmm. and lean into these stories. Yeah. Um, we're so glad that you journey with us through season three. It's yes. Been, it's been we made it, y'all. It's been a joy. It's a joy. It's yes. been a joy. And yes. so we, we wish you a restful and joyful summer. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for what we got coming up. Oh, yeah. It's not be a good series ladies it's gonna be a good couple of series so y'all get ready share with a friend if you need to catch up you know while you're enjoying summer you know and you haven't you've jumped into who we are as a ministry like you can jump in and listen to some of those series over the summer but listen we pray that your summer is restful and that you're able to reset and go into the fall with a renewedness blessings blessings